What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. If you're looking for the perfect place to chase waterfalls and run from black bears, then cap it all off with an apple martini at a makeshift speakeasy. Shenandoah National Park is the place just for you. That's right. This place has it all. Bountiful forests, foggy mountaintops, scenic drives, intimidating wildlife, and quaint towns filled with chatty cab drivers and friendly restaurant service. And it's also got a lot of history, too. We're excited to share all of our findings about this wonderful Virginia park. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Brad. This is the Parklandia podcast from iHeartRadio. We packed up our stuff in Chicago and moved into an RV, and now we're traveling the country full-time with our dog, Finn, exploring America's national parks. (coughs) Today, we're talking about Shenandoah in Virginia. So, for some unfair reason, a vast majority of national parks in the U.S. are clustered out west with only a few scattered along the East Coast. And as someone who grew up on the East Coast, I am personally offended by this. But at least you have gems like Shenandoah to brag about. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even one to talk, though, because, like, most of the parks I visited growing up were out west, or, like, all of them were out west, even though I grew up, like, four hours from Acadia. So I'm basically a total hypocrite complaining about this. And in this case, I like, I'd never been to Shenandoah when I was a kid, so... My griping is kind of unfounded, but as an adult now, like, why? There there should be more. The East Coast is beautiful, and Shenandoah perfectly exemplifies that. Yeah, and when you and I went in the spring, it was the first time for both of us, and it really just blew us away. I mean, mm-hmm. I, was, I wasn't expecting to see this, like, rich green mountain with these beautiful valleys and the in-betweens and the, the dotted with clouds and patches from this misty fog. I mean, it just looked like something out of a movie. Yeah, or this hauntingly beautiful dream, especially in the morning. Not to sound cliche or anything, but Shenandoah is the kind of place that really defies cliches. It's just that good. 
Yeah, it was exciting to visit a national park together that neither of us have experienced before or knew much about. You know, we were going in completely fresh and open-minded. Yeah, that's true. Like, total blank slate. And we were, at this time, fresh off a few days in Richmond, which is one of my favorite cities ever. And we were there because you were selling syrup at an event. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about that? And then we can gush about Richmond, maybe? Because I can't resist. Yeah, no, I mean, I really love those events. Um, That one was uh, the Bazaar Bazaar. That's right. Love the name. Yeah, yeah. and it's spelled two different ways just because it's that fancy. They're so clever. Yeah, and so um, I really enjoyed going to that event and selling Burton's Maplewood Farm maple syrup and— and it was just a really great time going into Virginia. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember buying tickets for that baseball game for the long days, <laughs> oh, the flying squirrels. I and, remember. Yeah, that was just horrific because I was like, oh, I'm so excited. We're going opening yeah. day. And opening then it's day. like, not. Nah, those are for tomorrow. Yeah. And so then we went, sold out. Yeah. Oh, that sucked. But we wound up going to see the Pet Cemetery movie at this great movie theater nearby. And the movie theater had a bar with hefty wine pours. So yes. it probably worked out for the best, to be honest. But Richmond is so, yeah, great. And it's a great place to spend a few days visiting the wonderful restaurants there and neighborhoods. And they have hiking trails in the city and around the James River. So it's a good little, a good place to pregame before making the drive, very doable drive, to Shenandoah, which we did. And this was all kind of in the midst of uh, a few months being on the East Coast, up and down for these different events that you were working at. Mm-hmm. And we knew at some point we wanted to make it to Shenandoah, but we needed to be strategic about it because this was spring and spring is notoriously fickle in terms of weather. So we needed to wait until enough time had gone by where things were warming up and the snowy mountains could thaw out more. And yeah. it needs to be drivable for our our RV for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for an East Coast park, this place has a pretty impressive elevation. I mean, things can get cold and snowy up there above the clouds. Yeah, this is definitely an elevated place by East Coast standards for sure. And I I loved it. I was really blown away. And it's the the main part of it that you're driving through is this road called Skyline Drive. And I honestly, I don't know if I told you this at the time we we're driving through, but I was definitely thinking it. I feel like Skyline Drive should be a level on the next Mario Mario Kart game. Yes. You know? Oh, yes. Right. No, like, definitely. Because it's like, a great idea. It's like Rainbow Road. It felt like Rainbow Road, but like safer. But National Parks Edition. National Parks, Rainbow Road, um, not in outer space. <laughs> and so Skyline Drive is this long 105-mile main road that runs along the crest of the Blue Ridge Mountains from the park's northern end to its southern end. Yeah, it's definitely one of those, like, the most ultimate scenic drives in the entire National Park Service. I mean, it's a must drive for any road trip. Yeah, but seriously. that, we drove the whole entire thing, didn't we? Um, or, or most of it, I think. At least 75%. Mm, yeah, at least 75%. I think there was a section maybe towards the far southern end that was closed off for road damage or something. But, That's right. But we did drive a vast majority of it. And Skyline Drive is iconic for good reason. It takes you deep into dense forest and then up along some high elevation mountain ridges with these panoramic valley views on either side of the road along the way. The overlooks are just killer, and there are so many of them. And you're going to want to stop at practically all of Mm -hmm. them. I mean, because each viewpoint just gets better and better and higher and better. And the higher (laughs) you get, the better it gets. I mean, even though for us in our RV, some of these overlooks were a little tricky, 
it was kind of hard to park and get in and out sometimes, and we had to back up our RV, but, uh, and that's only because the trailer was attached. But even right. then, it was still wasn't that hard. Yeah, some of them were really narrow, and they didn't have, like, loop type overlooks. So these are the ones that you had to kind of pull into and then pull out of. And with an RV that had a trailer being towed behind it, that was really tricky. And I don't know how you do it. Honestly, I could never just thinking I get I was just sitting in the backseat nervously biting my nails and holding Finn, which is, I'm sure very helpful for you. Yeah, I appreciate your emotional support. Yeah, it's my <laughs> pleasure. But anyways, the Skyline Drive is so incredible that it actually became the first road east of the Mississippi River to be named a National Historic Landmark on the National Register of Historic Places. And it's also a National Scenic Byway. That's amazing. It, this road has more accolades than Merrill Street. Ooh, <laughs> it's the Merrill Streep of scenic drives, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it totally, it really is the leading lady of this park, too. Shenandoah is, um, to give you a sense of the geography of this place, it's a pretty long, narrow park, mostly anchored by Skyline Drive. It's... But not only is it known as the scenic drive destination, it's a hiking paradise, too, with hundreds of miles of trails that branch off either side of Skyline Drive. Yeah, you could actually hike here for months and still have miles of trails to explore, including about 100 miles of the Appalachian Trail, which runs right through the entire length of the park. Yeah, and that was really cool. So now we can officially say that we've hiked part of the Appalachian Trail together, like little snippets of it. And let's be honest, we probably weren't going to be hiking the rest of the trail anytime soon. Yeah, I think we actually talked about this while we were hiking here, like on the first trail, because we did part of the Appalachian and me. I, I just started like thinking and ruminating. And I remember saying to you how it'd be fun to do the entire Appalachian one day, but only on the condition that you drive alongside me so that I don't have to carry a backpack or camp at all. It's like I, I would do like the glamping version of the Appalachian Trail. Like I said, we probably won't be hiking the rest of this trail anytime soon. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean... One day, one day, you'll you'll understand. Uh, until then, I'll just wait patiently until you change your mind. And in the meantime, there's plenty of trails to hike at Shenandoah that don't include the Appalachian. On the west side of the park is the Shenandoah Valley, and the east has the Virginia Piedmont region, which has endless rolling hills and mountains. The west felt more lush and kind of rainforest-like to me, at least once you hike down into the woods. It's really like the best of both worlds in one park. You have like these thick rainforesty forests and then these like super kind of foggy, smoky mountains on the other and these deep valleys. It's magnificent. Yeah. Speaking of valleys, I cannot wait to talk to you about what's on the other side of some of these valleys when we get back from this short break. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, 
Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Brad. This is Parklandia. And today we're talking about Shenandoah National Park in Virginia. For us, our entry point to Shenandoah was from the Front Royal, Virginia, at the park's most northern entrance. And it's a small town. We didn't really do anything here aside from stock up on some groceries. Um, and then we set up for the night at a RV park just a few minutes from the entrance. Yeah, even though it was convenient, that park was kind of shady. I feel bad for making a reservation there. But I don't really, you're much better at like researching that stuff and making reservations. Yeah, I remember driving into the RV park and there were some random cows just running around and blocking our way. I mean, that was an omen, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it probably should have been a sign that we should turn around. But luckily, we only had one night here. And then we're able to wake up early the next day to get started in the park. And the entrance was right there. So that's fine. And Skyline Drive, I think, is even prettier in the morning. Like, the earlier you get up and go, the better, because it has all this mist kind of billowing through, and you're driving into it. And then all these chirping birds and sunlight that's starting to flicker through the trees. It's all very storybook, just enchanting. Yeah, right away, it just amazes you. And it only gets better as we drive further and further down the road um, and saw all those amazing views. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Trails. So after a few of these stops and overlooks, which took a little bit of time, our first order of business was a waterfall hike that I had researched called the Overall Run Falls. It's about 21 miles down Skyline Drive. And Shenandoah is particularly known for its abundance of waterfalls, especially of the tall, cascading variety like this one. So I picked this trail, which is moderately strenuous. It goes down at first to lead to this waterfall valley off Skyline Drive. And then you obviously turn around and hike back up. Altogether, it's about six and a half miles round trip with a hefty amount of elevation gain. It's about 1,800 feet worth of elevation gain. So it's nothing to scoff at. Yeah, it's like deceiving at first, though, because when you're going down, it makes you think that the whole trail is going to be easy and relaxing. But when... 
then you remember then the farther down you go, you're going to have to go right back mm-hmm. up. And uh, I don't think I was too happy about that. Yeah, I don't think we're, we thoroughly thought that through. Like, we had a very leisurely, comfortable chat on the way down about me wanting to do the Appalachian and, like, gilging you into driving alongside me. Still not happening. Right, right. And then we had a nice little lunch, and then on the return log, it was like, oh, right, we have to go up. So, like, friendly reminder. And I'm also not that great at being a motivational coach. I remember, like, we were hiking up, and I kept, like, speed hiking up ahead of you and then waiting for you to catch up and then doing it again and repeating this process. And I'm, I think it was really annoying. It was, like, the most annoying way I could have hiked for you. Like, it wasn't... <laughs> I plead the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> but we started chatting with this other hiker who was obsessed with national parks like we were. Yeah. And I think he was from Minnesota. Um, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. And he was in the area to check out Shenandoah as well. Yeah, he was. He was very nice. Very, uh, And it was a nice, pleasant distraction, too, to have someone to someone else to chat with on the way up, especially towards the last leg of this return trip. And he was clearly equally as eager for the trail to be over. And I, I also think that's something you guys bonded over as I, like, flitted around you like an annoying, like a mosquito. Yeah, you were basically just, like, running circles around us, and mm-hmm. we were, like, huffing and puffing. and and uh, But the, the trail really was worthwhile, though. Yeah. I mean, any trail is, and it's all about the journey, not the destination. So, oh, true. Um, the waterfall was beautiful. I mean, it was quite tall with a, like a ninety-three foot drop, and it provided this great view of the like super green forest in the Shenandoah Valley with all these rocks ledges that ran up above the waterfall for great photo opportunities. By yeah. the way, and so lunch good. breaks. Yeah, really good. I know. I love the rocky ledges with like the waterfall to your left, and it's really tall, one of the tallest in the park, and then. The landscape just kind of opens up, and you have these un like unmarred views of this tree lined valley. It was so nice, great place to Such have such a vast valley. Vast valley. Also, I remember this was the perfect occasion for for me to wear um, one of my favorite t shirts. It's the one that says "Get outside." Worst case scenario, a bear kills you, and it's got this like little outline, the silhouette of a bear on it. Yeah, you you actually um, got both of us. Oh yeah, those. you have one. You too. loved it so mm-hmm. much. Um, but that's super appropriate because Shenandoah has one of the largest concentrations of black bears in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the shirt is either appropriate and funny or tragically ironic. It could go either way. It could go either way. Right. <laughs> you know, since once we were done with this trail, we stopped at a little general store for some like, snacks and coffee and stuff and, and uh, surprisingly had a good amount of Virginia wine bottles. Yeah, there was a lot of Virginia wine there, and I was definitely intrigued. I think I probably took a few photos of them, but I wasn't intrigued enough to actually purchase any. And I do that a lot. I'm like, I did that in South Dakota recently, too, where, like, we're there's all these local wines, and I'm like, oh, how amazing. We should get some. And I'm just like, mm, no. Um, I'm just going to point out, because you're um, frugal, is how I'll say it. Cheap, I am. Cheap is another way, but. <laughs> a, yeah. No, no, no. We just... Um, I'm very picky, I we, guess. We got a budget. I have this, like, <laughs> explosion of excitement and interest, and then it, like, rapidly disappears. Yeah, no. In case the first trail wasn't enough, we decided to hike to the top of the highest peak in Shenandoah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know me. I'm a lunatic. And I was eager to do Hawksbill Mountain, which has an elevation of 4,051 feet. This is... It's actually pretty low compared to the peaks out west, but by East Coast standards, it's... It's a behemoth. Yeah, fortunately, we didn't hike the entire 4,000 feet, just, you know, the top final stretch is all we did. 
Um, cause you're not that much of a lunatic. Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I am, but like we, we didn't, it's just, that's just where Skyline Drive like started. And I, I thought it made it very doable. It, it's cool that we're able to easily do the highest peak in the park in like the span of an hour and a half or whatever. And the trail is actually much shorter than the waterfall hike. It's brief, but you get a lot of elevation gain in a short distance. So you have these like steep switchbacks through the woods. Again, like through the wood. It's fortunately there's lots of tree cover. So the sun isn't beating down on you directly. And this hike really pays off quickly, though, because the views from up there are really special. Yeah, there's this little, like, open cabin structure at the top with some, like, bench seating and a, a rocky edge with some, like, show-stopping views. I mean, you just sit down there and, you know, you just see the, we- like, the skyline drive weaving along the mountain ridge. And you could just see so much from up there. It's just truly special, like, how many like small clouds you saw floating over the road when we were there. And it just felt like we were soaring. I know. Yeah, it really did. I loved being that high up above Skyline Drive, which was a different angle. And it's a beautiful road just to look at from afar, how it like kind of winds and like weaves along this mountain ridge. It kind of felt like we were levitating above the park, just looking down at it. And this view really shows you just how expansive and lush all of Shenandoah is. Dense green trees for days. I remember getting up to the top of that, and we um, took a picture for our friend Diana because it was her birthday. Oh, that's and right. And we sent yeah. her, like, this birthday message. And, you know, um, that's the one thing that's fun is, like, when we're on these journeys that we can just stop for a second, send a picture to somebody just saying yeah. we're thinking of you. You know, like, I think I joked that we hiked the highest uh, mountain in Shenandoah for you today. Oh, <laughs> You know, she, and it was just one of those fun moments. Just She to, appreciated it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just to reconnect with people So while we're doing this. So that's actually a fun part of the national parks and what um, we love to do. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but And then after this, you did another hike. Yeah, I know. I'm just kind of nonstop. But I wanted more, like, waterfall stuff because, like, there are so many waterfalls here, and they're so different in different environments. And it just worked out well because shortly after the Hawksville Mountain, we would just drive down Skyline Drive, I think another like 20 miles or so. And I did the Doyle's River Falls. It's about three miles round trip with upper and lower falls. So you get these different segments of this river and different looking waterfalls within the same river, which is kind of crazy. It also goes down before coming back up, similar to the previous waterfall hike. And the waterfalls here are much broader and shorter, so you have a, a completely different experience. I feel like these ones, personally, were more impressive than they were than the first hike we did together, just because there's so much more water. The river was wider, so you get more of this, like, rushing, raging river vibe, and they're just deep down in the heart of this thick forest. So it almost had this, like, jungle effect, just how thick the, the woods were and how green it was. Go ahead, just rub it into my face. I'm sorry. You? Yeah, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you came back super exhausted and sweaty, though, and you never sweat. So yeah. I knew that was a tough one. That's that's a sure sign. But I think it's because I'm so inherently competitive, even if it's just myself in my head. It's a problem. Because I remember leaving the RV, and I was like, I'll be back in like an hour and a half probably. And then so since I gave myself unnecessarily like a timeline, then I, I'm like, well, I, I have to do that. So like I like speed hike down. Um, got a bunch of waterfall views and photos, and then hustled back up, and it's nothing but uphill, and a lot of it's steep. So I was just, like, speed hiking, trail running at a few points. Like, again, totally unnecessary. Yeah. But I I don't know. I just, like, 
I, I guess I made good time because I was just racing myself against the clock for no apparent reason. And I was so thirsty and sweaty by the end of it. Yeah, I'd say now is a good time to, to applaud Shenandoah for being so dang awesome with its hiking markers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, not only the trailheads are really clear and the overall layout of the park is really easy to navigate, but there's also like organized trailblazes everywhere that make it super simple to follow and race against yourself. Exactly, yeah. Thank, thank you, Shenandoah, for that. Um, but everything is very well marked and clear, very easy to follow, hard to get lost. So the trail system works like blue blazes indicate a hiking trail, white blazes indicate the Appalachian Trail, and then yellow blazes are horse trails. But that being said, hikers can go on any of them as they please. So the whole park is really free reign for hikers, and I couldn't love that more, obviously. Even Skyline Drive is well-marked. I mean, while mile markers along the entire drive Mm -hmm. are very apparent, it's also obvious to find where you are in a GPS or a map and to figure out where you want to go. Yeah, for sure. So, like, when you're reading about it or looking at your visitor guide that you pick up and you want to pick out a hiking trail, they're all denoted by, like, what mile marker it is. So, like, this waterfall hike is at mile 67, or, like, this one's at mile 81. So... You know exactly where you are, and they have all these mile markers along the road. And it's it's so easy and very refreshing, especially when you compare it to some of the larger, more overwhelming parks out west. Shenandoah was really just a piece of cake to navigate. History. So let's talk about some of the background and the history for a bit. Yeah. Shenandoah was designated as a national park in 1935, and it's located in western Virginia, In a land area, about 200,000 acres. Yep, and almost 80,000 acres of which are pure wilderness. So there's a ton of backcountry goodness to be found here for those inclined to get off the the beaten path a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it might be less than 100 years old as a national park, but there's a lot of history here too. I mean, for starters, there's some old rocks here. Yeah, like some of the rocks here are old enough to make dinosaurs seem like newborn babies by comparison. Some of the rocks date back more than a billion years old, like the Grenville Age granitic basement rocks. That's actually what helped, like, form Shenandoah. Yeah, essentially. These rocks kind of created the foundation for it. They, like, rose more than a billion years ago. And the rocks are similar, were created by similar forces to, like, the Himalayas, this process, this mountain range emerging from these tectonic plates shifting via ancient collisions underneath the Earth's surface. And imagining a billion years back, this this land in Virginia was Himalayan-looking mountain range, and now they've eroded in the subsequent hundreds of millions of years to what we're left with now with Shenandoah, these much smaller mountains that look more like rolling green hills and these ancient rocks that kind of form the foundation of it. And that's just crazy because people didn't even, like, start to give this park its dues until the 1900s when, like, President Calvin Coolidge sought to create more national parks on the East Coast. At the time, Acadia was the only national park on this side of the country. Yeah, and legislators were hustling to spread the love, especially seeing, like, all the first national parks out west, like Yellowstone, Sequoia, Yosemite, and Mount Rainier. And it just wasn't fair. No, not at all. So Coolidge worked with the National Park Service to help acquire land to form Shenandoah National Park and the Great uh, Smoky Mountains. Yeah, and it was about time. 
Yeah, everyone was seeing how successful the national parks out west were and how they helped local economies. So people in Virginia really wanted to get in on that part. Yeah, understandably. So the tricky thing, though, when farming Shenandoah was that the region here in Virginia was inhabited by a lot of local farmers and residents. So there was a ton of private property to contend with, unlike this landscape out west, which are just vast and unoccupied. And the government had to either buy them out and or promise that some older residents could still live on their properties for the rest of their lives, which is so interesting to me that you could potentially be living in a national park because you're just grandfathered in. I'm jealous. I am too. I'd love to live and die in a national park. And the final resident here in Shenandoah was this woman, Annie Lee Bradley Schenk. She died at her home in Shenandoah in 1979 at the age of 92. Oof. Even uh, yeah. the new president, Herbert Hoover, um, was asked to turn over some land because no one was above the National Park Service. Yeah, that's nice to see. So he owned a fishing camp called Rapidan Camp, which is near the Rapidan River in the park. He used it at the time as a little vacation getaway in the woods, which actually sounds like a really lovely idea for a president. I'm sure privacy and serenity is hard to come by. But fortunately for all of us, he was willing to turn it over to help create and establish Shenandoah National Park. And visitors today can tour the fishing camp with ranger-guided trips. Yeah, once the park was established, it immediately helped boost the local economy, giving jobs to the locals. The Civilian Conservation Corps, the CCC, provided training and work for thousands of people during the Great Depression um, when the work was needed really the most. Yeah, that's awesome. And people flocked here like crazy. They were so excited for Virginia's National Park. I remember reading about this and seeing photos of crazy traffic in one of the visitor centers and just like the immense onslaught of people once like, you know, opening day. It was like opening day at Disney World or something when all these people (laughs) flocked. They were just, they couldn't Mm, wait. Yes. Food. So about halfway down Skyline Drive, we exited the park after doing a few hikes that day. And we spent the night in a beautiful RV park in this town called Luray, Virginia, which is one of the more popular mountain towns for park visitors. Yeah, it's a pretty small town, but it's really pretty and peaceful, and the people are nice. Our RV park was great, too. It had more than one swimming pool and some serious-looking water slides, too. I know, like Six Flags caliber water slides. Looked looked great. I, I didn't go in, but looked great. It also had this arcade with a bunch of cool-looking games, including, like, this multiplayer arcade version of that Nintendo game, Luigi's Mansion, which I had never seen in that format before. Just amazing. I guess LaRay, Virginia is like on the cutting edge of arcade innovation, it seems. Someone had recommended to us that we check out this bar called the Speakeasy, located in the historic old hotel in LaRay called the Mimslin Inn. It's a huge mansion-like building on a hill overlooking the town. Yeah, it, it reminded me of like the Clue Mansion, but... Then again, I have a tendency to compare anything vintage and ornate to Clue, so probably take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. we had our RV parked at the campground, and we were trying to call a lift to get into town, but they didn't exist in the Ray. So we wound up asking someone at the front desk for a cab company. And apparently, there's literally just like this one guy in town who drives you around if you call him. Yeah, it was really, I guess, kind of charming. He was nice, and he was this, a very old-school cab driver, which fits with the overall vintage vibe of this town and this hotel and this bar. Yeah, he was so nice. I mean, he was very informative about the whole area and the park, and it's always nice mm-hmm. to, like, get and meet those the in-betweeners, the, the, the locals. 
Yeah, and he also knew uh, a lot about birds, too. I remember he described himself as a birder, and I don't remember where he's from originally, where he grew up, but he told us that he moved to Luray in the Shenandoah area because of the birds. Like, he's apparently he's a hardcore birder where he's willing to uproot his life to look at birds. Yeah, we'll have to go back on a a trip with Brock because he loves, Brock, our nephew, uh, he loves birding. Well, this is the place for it, apparently. And that's the person to take him around. Mm -hmm. But uh, I guess that's enough about uh, birding. So let's go ahead and talk about that speakeasy. Uh, What's really wasn't a speakeasy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the speakeasy is a bit misleading. Uh, I'm not sure that this hotel really knows what a speakeasy is. Um, maybe they just think it's like a somewhat subterranean lounge or something. Because that's basically what it is. It's this dimly lit downstairs bar slash restaurant. There's nothing super speakeasy or like secretive about it. It's just this, it, it's great though. It's this cozy hotel bar and we loved it. Um, I'm glad we went. We were very happy to be here drinking cocktails in this swank little setting. Oh yeah. And they had your basic classics like margaritas, and apple martinis. I know. Very sex in the city, surprisingly, in the unlikeliest place. I did not. Luray does not strike me as that of a place where you could get an apple martini. But here we are. Yeah. They were kind of sweet for our taste. Um, so we wanted to getting some local Virginia wine, which was surprisingly great. Yeah. So I'm glad that we finally got to try it without actually buying a bottle at that visitor center. We can just, that's, this is what I like. I like to try it. I don't like to commit to a whole bottle because. Try it, be then buy it. Mm. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> I remember for dinner having this salmon dish with bourbon glaze, wild rice, green beans, ambitious and delicious. And then we had apple pie for dessert, I think, a la mode, naturally. Yeah, you can't eat uh, apple pie without ice cream, though. It's like eating dry Seriously. macaroni noodles without cheese. Mm, yeah, I don't no interest in that. And this ice cream, too, it wasn't just like vanilla. It was like cinnamon ice cream, which was perfect. And it added like just the right amount of spice and sweetness as it melted down to the apples, which... We're already kind of cinnamony, and I can't get enough cinnamon, so this was great. We'll be back with more of the Parklandia podcast from iHeartRadio. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education selection and value like diamonds direct your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at diamonds direct won't last long details at diamondsdirect.com my favorite hi i'm matt and i'm brad this is parklandia and we're wrapping up our episode on shenandoah national park talking with each other about our favorite parts of this park um brad do you want to tell me what your favorite part of shenandoah was Yes, the fog. It just oh. sets such this like beautiful, like eerie feeling. And I just I love that about national parks. When you're at one, you're high up in the mountains, you have this fog, you're driving through it. Or when you park and you just look back in your RV, it's like it looks like it belongs in a movie. I just fog is my favorite thing. Yeah. Love fog and mist too. Yeah, what's yours? They're up there. I think my favorite part was the Doyle's River Falls Trail that I did, that I hustled through. The river views were just incredible, but also the trail itself. I wish I kind of slowed down and enjoyed it a little bit more from like a, you know, did that like a sane person. Because the trail was glorious and really relaxing, pretty uncrowded. And part of the way down the trail, too, I didn't mention this earlier, but I took this little, I accidentally took this little side trail, which I didn't really mean to take, but... It goes up by this old cabin, which is an, it's just this abandoned cabin. And I, it was just me alone up there. A little creepy, a little eerie. I could definitely see this being haunted. Um, but it was it was interesting. And seeing this aspect of it, too, and then being like, where am I? Like, did I take a wrong turn? Because obviously this isn't a waterfall. Um but yeah, just the, the way that this park and the woods have been used by various people over the years for hunting or fishing and exploration. And then now with the Appalachian through hikers as well. So that was another little glimpse into that, I guess, inadvertently. But that trail was, was awesome. And those waterfalls were extraordinary. I really, really liked it. Yeah, I'd really love to bring like enough things to like make your own cocktails. And, you know, you're mm, going to need yeah. to bring your... Uh your hiking backpack to go on that Appalachian Trail, right? No, no. no? I'm going to no. bring mm. you in a RV driving behind me. <laughs> so what three things would you bring to this park? What three things would I bring? I think I would bring stuff to have a picnic. I think this feels like the type of place that's a great picnic park. Got it. I'll bring the cocktail stuff. Mm. You bring the picnic well, stuff. Yeah, Boom. sure. Yeah. There we go. That's one and one. That's yeah. That's another thing you'd bring. Another thing I would bring would be my, um, well, I would just bring my same t-shirt, my Black Bear t-shirt, because this is the place to, to wear that. I think everybody appreciates the shirt, and it just really, really fits. And then... 
I'd bring my hiking sticks because you like to take me on crazy hikes, and oh, yeah. they definitely came in handy. Yeah, you bought them here. This was your first part. You bought hiking sticks. I've already broke one of them. I know. You, like, immediately broke it. Yeah. It's not my fault. didn't last. Uh, and then I would also bring, uh, I think, our Clue board game, just in theme. Go to that Clue-looking inn and then play the Clue game. That's actually fine. a great idea. Um, I would actually bring mm-hmm. fuel <laughs> um, because there came a point where we're like, okay, we're getting low on fuel because it's a long drive. It and is. I didn't fuel up before leaving or entering the park, and so... And upon leaving, I had to get it, like, right away. Mm, yeah, that's something to think about. <laughs> um, and now let's talk about, like, what our dream vacation version of Shenandoah would be if we were to come back here and just kind of go go crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you start off with this? All right, I will. I think we should stay at that inn, the Mimslin Inn, of course. I'm yes. very curious about that. We didn't see any of the rims. All we did was go to the uh, speakeasy bar but I just you get a sense of it that it's probably really luxurious oh, in gorgeous. a very like vintage way. So I want to do that. I also really want to go and just check out their main restaurant, Circa Thirty One is the name of it. Yes. And not only does it look super stylish and suave like the rest of the property, but the restaurant also hosts dinner shows and murder mystery dinners, which could yes. not be more perfect. We right have now. to do this, like murder mystery Seriously. dinners. Like I was actually really bummed when we couldn't do that. Because you know from Cuyahoga Valley episode how Mm -hmm. much we love our murder mysteries and train rides and dinners. And that would have just been been perfect. Right. I know. For anyone who remembers our first episode where we geeked out on the murder mystery train ride, they know full well about our obsession with murder mysteries and how crazy and wonderful to discover that this hotel, which looks like the Clue Mansion, also host murder mysteries. That's just perfect. It's literally perfect. And then, of course, mm-hmm. we would uh, also have to do more hikes, exploration of Shenandoah. Maybe you can even hike the whole Shenandoah part of the Appalachian Trail. Um, yeah, I would totally do that. Yeah, I think that would be a nice way to dip my toe into the Appalachian, just do an easy 100-mile hike. But you're, don't tempt me, though, because you know I'll actually do it. And then you're going to have to drive and pick me up and pamper me in the evening because I'll be tired. Pampering's right. <laughs> you have been listening to Parklandia, a show about national parks. Parklandia is a production of iHeartRadio created by Matt Kerouac, Brad Kerouac, and Christopher Hesiotis. Produced and edited by Mike Johns. Our executive producer is Christopher Hesiotis. Special thanks to Gabrielle Collins, Crystal Waters, and rest of the Parklandia crew. And hey listeners, if you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people like you find our show. You can keep up with us on social media. Check out our photos from our travels on Instagram at Parklandia Pod and join in on the conversation in our Facebook group, Parklandia Rangers. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And as always, thank you for listening. Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.
Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zincom find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.